0: Well, thank you Lynn for
1: coming uh, on Her Incredible Mind today and taking some questions with us. You are a uh, group developer, correct? And manager at uh, Rapid7. That's correct. So can we chat a little bit about your role today? Can you describe what your role is?
0: Sure. So as a growth development and programs manager, I report into the business operations group here at Rapid7. So our responsibility is to keep our sellers um, not only um, continuing to grow their career at Rapid7, but also when they're new with the organization. So we do a lot of sales enablement. So helping them not only understand the IT space, but also the cybersecurity space, because we have individuals that join the company that have no experience. So we have to make sure that we properly educate those folks, but also ensuring that they understand all of the offerings that Rapid7 has to really solve our uh, prospects and customers' business problems in regards to cybersecurity, in addition to a lot of the processes and tools that we have here at Rapid7 to help them succeed in continuing to deliver value to our customers.
1: Thank you. And and I mean, right now with COVID, we are seeing such an increase in uh, security issues. So this is really a dynamic space that you're in. I mean, when you think about that, that's amazing. And that, you know, you're playing a big role in a a crisis, really.
0: Yes, we've been uh, very busy, Uh, a lot of new faces in the organization. So we're continuing to grow. And um, it's been really awesome just seeing how people are not only growing with Rapid7 uh, personally, but also professionally, and just continuing to um, have new clients and continue to drive value in organizations throughout the globe, which is awesome. That,
1: That is awesome. So how did you decide on this role?
0: Yeah, so funny enough, I got into the IT space back in 2011, so a little bit different than what I'm doing today. But one thing that has really stayed with me in my career is that I love helping people. So whether that was in my previous roles as an IT project or program manager and helping to deploy deploy technologies to help um, not only individuals in their roles, but organizations as a whole. But about four years ago, uh, a gentleman who used to sell to my team had talked me into a role about sales enablement and really helping sellers help our customers understand our value of our products. So I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't fully sold on it, but it was continuing continuing to stay in the technology space and bringing all of my customer knowledge, what it's like to understand the group or organization has a business problem, going out and looking at different technologies to be able to solve, uh, solve those problems. Um, and I was always the person you know, working on the projects, deploying the technology. So taking all of that customer knowledge and actually bringing it on the other side to the sales side and helping the account executives and sales development representatives, really help any, helping them sharpen the tools in their toolboxes of how to ask the right questions, um, how to really talk about our products in a way that helps customers solve their problems and not just features and functions, how to present better, uh, you know, negotiation, all kinds of things. So I think what really helped is my time in technology, and then bringing it over to selling technology. So it's been extremely beneficial with my my previous roles.
1: That's great. And you know, I feel like you can also be the voice of the customer, right? Because you're bringing a voice to the customer there. And that's really important. I see a lot of people when they become a big fan of a technology, they're a better seller of the technology because they're using it than the people that are actually selling the technology sometimes. You know what I mean? It becomes uh, one of those fan club kind of things that you end up being, you know so much about what's going on. And that's that's fantastic. You know, it's great to have um, that kind of passion, too, for uh, being part of that team and really cultivating culture and really cultivating being part of, you know, kind of those goals that you all collectively have, which is neat, very, very neat. So when you think about your role, uh, what, what matters to you most, actually, when you're actually looking for a role or in your current role?
0: I think one of the things that has become extremely apparent for me um, throughout my changes in my career is that a lot of places talk about great culture and benefits that they offer to their employees. And they may be things, you know, like they have free bagels on Mondays or maybe beer Thursdays or something like that. But what I have found most valuable to me is that providing the opportunity for organizations to give their employees professional and personal growth opportunity, um, something that you know I was able to do a couple of roles back is I had an extremely supportive manager who really helped me achieve a lot of goals. And going back to school and getting my master's degree, becoming a globally accredited project management professional—I mean, those are two titles that I was able to add to my my name that have just opened so many doors for me and really helped me grow in my day to day, but also personally, you know as a woman in the business world and technology world. So I think having real champion internally, whether it's a manager or mentor, that's helping you grow and helping you see some opportunity that you may not see, you know, um, I used to think, Oh, what am I going to do next? Or how am I going to grow? Because I'm one of those people, Kate, you know, I'm always looking yeah. for, for something to learn or make myself right. better. So, I think having a a supportive champion, having those opportunities to take on projects where you can really make a name for yourself and achieve some big things, um, not just to put on your resume, but just so you can learn and grow. And um, I think back and at the time I didn't see it, but now I think back to that person that gave me that opportunity and he really changed my my trajectory and my my business career. Um, if I didn't have him, I know you and both you you and I both know who he is. Um, but he really gave me an opportunity that uh, I never would have had if he he didn't speak up for me and be a real champion.
1: Yeah, you know, I've got to tell you that uh, I love that you brought up that that uh, you know kind of part of being that champion for someone. Uh, you know, I don't see it as a big thread sometimes on on these interviews. Um, and a lot of times it ends up being something that people, you know, we talk about it, but it's more so, you know, something where, well, I kind of changed and I and I, I went from here to there. But we don't really always talk about that level of support that truly matters, you know, uh, being someone's champion and being someone who's there um, that's actually, you know, Validating your worth and basically validating, you know, the fact that you can do this. Like you, you can, you can make this work. You can make this happen. You know, I had a very similar experience at Bioverative when I was there. My old boss, Robbie, uh, was fantastic to me. He was the biggest supporter. You know, anything that I, I, you know, wanted to do, if it was going to be hard or if it was going to be easy. You know, we both talked about it. We strategized. We figured out what that was going to look like. And he had an enormous amount of faith in me. And I think that that really, really changes your perspective. You know, I've been lucky enough to have that a couple of times in my technical career, but so much, not as much in my life sciences slash, you know, professional career. And I think that that was uh, something that he really was phenomenal at. So I, I love that value that you're bringing with that. That's great. So what do you think about now, when you think about kind of the fact that you've changed your role, you've changed your role a couple of times. And uh, we see that often when we do these interviews is that women decide that, you know, uh, I would like to change my role. I'd like to do something different or I might wanna do something that's, you know, that's a step up from what I'm doing or quite honestly, sometimes just say, you know what? I don't wanna climb the ladder anymore. I'm good exactly where I am. How do you feel about that in your own career and how that's really kind of molded who you are?
0: Yeah. I think I'm always a person that's looking to do more. So that has really helped me grow. Um, but you know, like where I am now, I really like what I'm doing. I I really like the concept of enablement and being that, that coach for my peers to help them get better and, you know, help our customers see more value of our products and how it can help them daily. But, um, no matter if i'm i'm not thinking of you know what's my next step i think of small ways that i could help myself or you know go and learn something i just a couple of months back i i took a, a medpic masterclass so that i could help people internally better qualify our deals and ask better uh, more pointed questions during discovery so yeah. it's just I think it's, it's if you're not looking to either, you know, move higher in your career, maybe just doing things like small things, like reading a book. I have some great books just over to my right, right here. I'm in the middle of a book called Presence and uh, really bringing like your boldest self to the biggest challenges that you face day to day. So even if it's not something like where you're changing roles or, or trying to get to the next level, is just small things you can do every day to make yourself better. And um, it's something, you know, I try to do (laughs) throughout, you know, busy schedules and whatnot, but when I have some downtime, I try to think of different ways that I can continue to even get that 1% better at what I'm doing today.
1: That's great. So I think that kind of leads into our next question, which is what obstacle do you think that you've actually overcome in your career?
0: (sighs) One thing, Kate, that I think I, have overcome, but I still work on is um, imposter syndrome. I always thought that, you know, when I moved into the IT space, I came from the construction space. So I really didn't know too much. And that was really intimidating to me. So on the side, I'd always be trying to read books or articles or, or anything so that I could educate myself more and, you know, get more involved in projects at work to learn. So I think it's just something with my self-esteem that I had to realize that I had a lot of other skills that could help different initiatives in the different roles I've been in and I just really need to hone in on my strengths and not necessarily try to be someone I wasn't or always thinking oh I'm not I'm not good enough to be here and it's just something that I've overcome little by little by realizing that You know, I may not fully understand every conversation I'm in, but there's bits and pieces that I understand very well that I can bring value to from a different perspective of the different roles I've had. So I would just say, overcoming my own battle with myself of of just being more confident and really owning who I am and my own brand, and just knowing that, you know, there's things that I may bring to the table that are unique that other people may not bring, and that I need to own those and just move forward with those best I can.
1: That's a great answer. Very, very good answer. So when you think about uh, your younger self, what would, what advice would you have for your younger self?
0: My younger self, even though I feel I'm pretty bold (laughs) for the most part, I wish that I had listened to things that some of my mentors and even my mom and dad had said to me of, you know, go out and be yourself and, um, really hone in on your skills. And I think that's where my, my previous answer of the, you know, fighting that imposter syndrome, but I feel like it's hard sometimes for, you know, I think everybody, but women in particular to like get their, their inside their own heads and, and just, be more confident and be more patient with yourself. I think all of us are a work in progress throughout, you know, our personal lives and professional lives and just be patient and be kind to yourself because I'm my own worst critic. Even when I think I've done a job that would get an A, I want an A plus and I'll always look at it. I'm like, Oh, I could have done that better. Or I could have changed that or presented it better or used different colors in my presentation. And I, I always feel that I'm always putting myself down when I should say, wow, I did a really good job and I gave it my full effort. So be patient, be kind and believe in yourself. Honestly, it's, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self that. And I I tell my niece that all the time. So I'm trying to correct it for future generations,
1: which is actually our next question is what advice would you give to young girls?
0: Yeah. So I have a four-year-old niece. Um, she is, my favorite little girl, um, my younger sister, who I, being an older sister, I think you're always looking to protect your younger siblings. So that's something I do with my niece as well. But I always tell her how smart she is. And I think, you know, sometimes the word choices we use can be so impactful and so important for younger children. And I do, even though I tell her that she's beautiful and all those things, I think I tell her be smart, be brave, and always tell her you know that she's doing a good job when we're coloring or you know we're sharing or anything like that, and just to remind her to be yourself, she is a little Scorpio like me, so she is strong willed um, and yeah, I just want her to be happy and um just learn, keep learning and not put herself down because I think that's the worst thing you can do is just, like I said, you know, oh, I could have done better, like be happy with, you know, what you're doing. And if you're giving it your all, know that your heart's in it and you're doing the right thing and just be her. I, she's the best. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. So if you had to uh, limit your LinkedIn profile to three words, what would you choose?
0: Woo. So, I borrow this from someone who had introduced me to someone. They said, Lynn is tenacious. And I had never thought of myself as tenacious, but once I started really you know, going into Google and looking at the word, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. So I would definitely say I'm tenacious. Um, I think that I am strong. Maybe not as physically as I used to be, um, but I'm very strong when it comes to my my thoughts and my beliefs and um, knowing that I'm doing the right thing. And whatever I do, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So it comes from a really good place. And a third adjective, I'm throwing around a couple, Kate, but tenacious, strong, and I want to say bold or loyal or a little bit of both, but um, or even I, I think of myself as kind, but maybe I'll go with bold, Kate. I, I I'm a I'm a pretty bold personality. Uh, I think coming out of the gate, sometimes I can be too bold, and you have to dial it back a little bit. But I think that I like to go out there and and make some waves for for um, good reasons and and make waves of change. So do those three work, Kate? <laughs>
1: they work, they work. You know, what's funny is uh, usually at the end I say, well, you know what I think is, I think you're something. And uh, I will tell you, uh, you took the word right out of my mouth, because the first, first thing I was gonna say to you is you're tenacious, oh. and, I, and I love that. Um, but I also love that you're a continual learner. You can tell that you're continuing to learn, you're continuing to evolve. You understand that this is in a uh, point A to point B. There's a lot of direction inside this. There's a lot of different paths that we take. There's a lot of different things that come up. We change our mind. We don't change our mind. Our, our thoughts evolve, and and uh, you know we become something different. And I think that's fabulous that you're showing that to your niece. You're showing that that kind of I know that this is a journey, you're part of my journey and, and that, you know, you're giving that kind of example to her. So kudos to you for really, you know, understanding that this is really all about that. It's really all about kind of sharing our journey with other women, but also for future girls, you know, that are there that they'll, they'll take heart in knowing that. So thank you, Lynn, for sharing your story. Uh, I appreciate it, and you know i'm i'm pretty positive you're gonna you're actually gonna influence someone to follow in your path i I'm, I'm pretty positive about that
0: well, thank you Kate. that is very kind and uh I hope that lots of of women take that advice be yourself, be confident in yourself and um there's no limit honestly like if you put your mind to it, you work hard and you really hone in on your own strengths and, and just continue to amplify the great things that you bring to the table. I mean, even for my myself, like I just feel unstoppable and I just, you know, well, like I said, continue learning small things, reading books, articles, and just speaking with other people. There's always something that you can learn from somebody and, and take that in your day to so. day.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Lynn.
0: Thanks, Kate.